Hey everybody. I'm just sitting here, um, just thinking. I guess it's one of those late night talks, but I'm actually really am. I'm pretty tired, so I might be a little unhinged, a little, a little bit uncensored. So, um, turn out the lights. <laughs> That's all stuck in my head. Turn out the lights, baby. If you've seen Cardi B sing that song, she sings it just like that. She can't sing. But I actually like her version better because she's like, Hey, Shirelle, I want you to see this. That's what she sings it. Turn out the lights in here, baby. Anyways, I'm just doing a late night um, podcast, podcast, because tomorrow's going to be my last day at a specific company. You know, that, let me, let me just be honest, like, it has nothing to do with my calling. Nothing at all. <laughs> Anywhere that God was leading. And you know what? I ended up, it, let me break it down. I accepted this offer and didn't pray about it. And now I see the power of prayer. I knew it before, but really, let the Lord order your steps because I ended up, this is probably one of the biggest regrets that I've made. And I mean, if they listen to it, the people that uh, run this company, they listen to it. But I, I you know, I'm not going to get disrespectful, but I am going to be honest here about mm, maybe you should pray about that. Let's call it that. Mm, mm, what's going on? You know that sound? Mm, maybe you should pray about that. Okay. Because I ended up, what's happening to my phone? Oh, oh my days. Sorry, something happened. I ended up in this situation because I listened to the counsel of those that, much love to them, but their sights are not on, how can I explain this? The people whose counsel I listened to regarding this opportunity, this job, Right. Love them. They really love me, obviously. I mean, they are, I, I don't want to really want to say who they are, but they love me, you know, whatever. And, uh, but they're, they're not really like, uh, like, uh, maybe like super in tune, I would say with walk, living a life that is a faith where it doesn't make sense. <sighs> Let me back it up. Prior to this job, I landed a babysitting slash nannying job during the pandemic. Before this job, I had a job at this random little restaurant at the beach that my friend suggested that I work at. And, you know, I came here and, okay, that was after the job that I had, the bookstore job at this college I used to, ooh, this ghetto behind state, ooh, this ghetto, ghetto state college I used to go to that paid you in thoughts and prayers. Like literally, I and for two weeks, I earned like a little over $300 and I thought I was somebody. Baby, I was earning thoughts and prayers and change. Hey, thoughts, prayers, and gas money to come and go to and from work. It's a problem. It was nasty. There was rushes everywhere. Everything was dusty. It was nasty. There was uh, this guy that smelled like boo-boo. Boo-boo. And nobody smelt it. But I didn't bring it up because that's kind of rude. Like, how do you bring that up? Girl, you smell that, right? Like, how, how do you? So I just suffered alone. Suffered. Suffering. Literally hated that job. And I got out to go to this little beach job right and that kind of sounds like the b word yeah it is that too little beach job um if you know it you know it it's a biscuit restaurant where it where everything is flavored like maple and if you can put two and two together then i'm so happy for you i worked this job paid significantly better because it's, you know, it's a restaurant, duh. And they were like, okay, cool. Like, we're so excited to take you on the team. Like, and, 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 and I was like, kind of like those like front girls, like barista type girls, like whatever. Um, I don't know. I don't know anything about coffee. I don't know anything about coffee at all. I don't even like coffee like that. I like the taste. Like, I'm the type of person to drink coffee with 
creamer that's sweet sweet cream that's it because people are out here saying oh, starbucks is disgusting i hate the roast and i'm like what roast <laughs> i cannot taste anything but my crema what's roast what are you saying I, I don't understand that i'm a tea person like every time i say that like people like get violent towards me for some reason i don't understand tea is better than coffee and if you don't agree i'm sorry you're just not gonna get raptured i do not make the rolls sorry um maybe you should convert so <laughs> so i worked this job at this maple company biscuit place right i'm almost saying the company i probably should stop and the first day i get there the boss quits the main boss quits so we are left with an assistant manager literally not long maybe like a week or two she leaves so we get new management they hate my schedule and i'm like okay well i can't work sunday they're like okay and the guy's like well i go to church i just go to the afternoon service i was like sir i have one service at my church what the h do you think i'm supposed to do here so they constantly schedule me on sundays and i approve the week but i told them i can't come sunday so sunday morning comes i'm like i'm not skipping church for this i don't show up and they blow up my phone they're like where are you i'm like at church like i like i said and they never called me back ever they never called me back and apparently they like just stopped contacting like their entire staff the entire staff like they never scheduled them and then when i came back to like pick up a check which ooh, child was a hot mess story but i'm not gonna tell that right now to pick up a check the whole staff was brand new so the new management just came in and like took over and fired everyone so and then after that job so i i didn't have that job and then miss coronavirus virus decided to make her appearance rear her ugly head and i'm over here in these streets like okay like it's summertime my dad's like getting irritated at me he's like i want you to learn finance finance how do you learn finances with no job what are you gonna get job 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 and he's like irritating myself and i'm like how am i supposed to make people hire me huh because he was the reason he was the reason that i even got this company biscuit place like he wanted me to i need you to find a better job find a better job that pays you but he wants me to work like an office job and for me that's like putting a, a bird in water like why would you like i have i can't do this i can't do an office job i can't look at the same wall fluorescent lighting is of the enemy to me like i can't do that like you know this so i don't know where god god when i li literally i was like I, you can't make people hire you so out of nowhere like an emergency babysitting gig turns into hey can you stay like every day and that evolves into nannying which it's like and these people lived in a beautiful house every day felt like a vacation it was on the side of town where it's just beautiful and uh, it was honestly amazing but then while working my parental was like somehow somehow decided to just be upset because I, i'm an online student right this is a story time but i'm gonna break it down at the end don't you worry because i know i can get off topic but i always connect it you know i do so somehow he decided to just feel dissatisfied and whenever we satisfied so he was like you need to find oh no he didn't say that he was like you need to to take classes i want you to take physical physical classes at school he wants me this grown man wants me me at the age of 21 at that time to move to my and i'm 22 my birthday is april 9th so uh anyways he wants me to physically move to lakeland florida where my college is my university which i covered <laughs> you know that he's proud of because you know the college name has a u in it because i transferred from that ghetto school to this one that's very nice saving grace um because we went to lakeland to tour the school so i can show my parents that i actually go to a real school because i don't know they just they're so odd so he's like i want you to move there i want you to move there i want you to move there they gave scholarships scholarships scholarship for no reason i want you to move there i was like um i can't get a scholarship those scholarships they offer unless you're a campus student so i transferred to become a campus student in jacksonville because i'm like baby i ain't moving to no lakeland i'm 21 my life is here god is calling me here what you what am i finna do in south florida and lakeland florida where they are just alligators and tornadoes it seemed like lakes and alligators 
Does that even make sense? That's not even my aesthetic, Father. You don't even know my aesthetic. I'm a city girl. I'm a suburban girl. I'm not a country girl. Okay? Like, H no. So I was like, that is literally not happening. Like, he wanted me to live in a dorm. I was like, listen, I heard about hell. I'm not going there. Okay? I already made up my mind. So that didn't happen i was like no i'm gonna get the loophole which i always do praise god i'm like god will open thine eyes and show you the way and i applied to a campus class but because i applied to a campus class it required in-class class and i can't really do my nannying gig if i'm in class like that so out of nowhere i get a call there's no one to call i get a call from a person I know and the that person is hiring looking for someone because they need someone obviously and I was like that would really please oh uh, yeah the person's that it's, I'm talking about my parents so whatever the person that would really please my parents because listen I was happy with the job that I had I literally would wake up and be excited to go to work because, and again, I'm not, well, not again. Let me, let me break it down. I like kids, but I'm not crazy about them like that. Like I'm not out here like kissing every baby I see, like I can control myself, but I am pretty good with kids. And the kids that I specifically nannied and babysit were just, just so precious. And the main one that I really watched because the other two went to school like I was with him from the time he turned one to like the age of two. So, and he's a pandemic baby. So he had no friends, but we worked on that at the park. Yes, we did with the other nannies, you know? So it was like, this was a job that I genuinely look forward to. It worked so well with my schedule, with everything that I do in my life besides like work. Cause I still have my other job, <laughs> but like it just, it was everything I could do school at the house. Cause the kids slept forever, which was just a godsend. Like everything was working out very, very well, you know, because God, like God gave me that job in the pandemic. It was, it was amazing. I wasn't even looking to even, I was just looking for like other jobs, you know, to please my parents child let me just get this job child let me just get this job child and god gave me a job that i loved and didn't it didn't feel like work yeah there's some hard days because you low-key on the low low raising somebody else's kids because you spend the most time with them and you have to you know correct them and you know train like kind of train them up like don't you know don't let's not do this like let's you know give them life lessons along the way as you go through life with these kids right so it was great and you know i'm a big sister I don't know if you guys know that I'm a big sister. Okay. My brother is nine years younger than me and I'm like the second mom of the house. He has slipped up many a times and accidentally called me mom. I don't take pride in that because it kind of insults me, but also it affirms that I am doing the, the dang thing. So it's very natural to me. I'll just say that it's just very natural to me. It doesn't feel like a job. So this is a great job, but because my, this opportunity seemed like something to please my parents I ended up taking this job and I literally remember a few weeks in just in shambles in emotional shambles because I was like I regret this I wish I wish I never took it and I wish I could just go back to my old job and be like sorry I'm kidding can I come back like literally it was a big regret and how I regretted this, I'm, I want to tell you this so you all don't make the same step. N step number one, I was doing it to please my parents because it made sense to them. Because even though there was stability in that job, and it, it that wasn't like that was, again, you know me, I work, I do multiple things. I was like a neighborhood pimp. Do you get me? Like when I was working this house, I, I hooked up my friends to work the, the other house down the street. I'm not even playing with you. There was a night when there was all three of my friends working houses. Do you get me? In the same neighborhoods. I'm a pimp. And now I've worked. I got people. I connected people. I got another neighborhood. Ten minutes down. Down the street. 
I worked there. So I hooked up with like several families. You know, I nannied, but then I also babysat other families too. So, you know, I was in here, I was grinding. And then I have that other job that I have. Okay. So I was in here grinding. Okay. Period. Poo. I like to work. What was I saying before that? Oh, my days. Oh, my days. But, you know, there was stability. That's right. There was, there really was stability because God had ordained and ordered everything and designed. And when you obey God, like, your transitions in and out of life will seem be so seamless, you know, and he has everything for your good. He really does, you know, and he he will craft things for you where it's like you need this. This will help you. This works for you. <sighs> He's just such a good shepherd. But I was fine. There was stabi- there was literally nothing wrong. There was stability in my life. But because I allowed, even though I love them, they love me. But I allowed people that didn't understand where God was taking me that were looking out logically and not by faith in the spiritual eyes could see how God was setting me up for everything. Like this present is a setup for my next level or next area that God's going to take me in my life because it's God ordered, right? And it's, it's always, and when he leads you, he's with you every step, especially because he knows the way, follow me, I know the way, you know, like he, he knows the way, like he's, he, he orders your steps for you. I feel like I explained that well. So I don't know. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. Whatever. Read the Bible. So I don't know. Everything was so stable. I'm so upset that I made that decision. But because somebody else was like, oh, I'm worried. Like, what is this going to look like? Like, how long are you going to get this job? You don't even know. Like, I feel like you, I feel like you just need to find something more stable. I feel like that's just not a forever job. I feel like, and because of people's feelings and not at all the voice, which have no bearing on the voice of God, I ordered my steps in the way that they desired that I should go. And it led, you know what? Every single time I've done that, it's been like terrible for me. It's been terrible for me. Let me like, let me explain like after ministry school because I heard me like my parents trapped me pretty much like basically and if my mom listens to this like it's okay like girl don't be offended like this is the truth you were there like she'll be okay like they were like I don't want you to go back you're not going back you're not going back I was like and I was like fighting them I was like I don't know why you guys are that big go back you know, just crying and like, I don't know you guys let me go. But in the middle of all my emotional dramatics, I felt the whole ghost say like, is this peace? Is this peace? Because, you know, people say, you know, I, I just feel a peace in this area. And they go and they walk forward because, you know, Jesus is a prince of peace. And I was like, oh, my days. Oh, my days. So I don't know. Maybe my God, my parents were being used by God and praise God. But you know, this is not the peace. This isn't the arguing in the household, all of this back and forth, like about this specific subject, I'll say. And I don't mean that like I was like contending for like, oh, I'm contending because even then regarding that ministry school doing a second year, I, I didn't, I was asking, I, I was seriously searching the Lord. I didn't feel like a yes or a no, but I was just going back again because I guess it just made sense. Even though I didn't hear a yes or a no. So I guess in that moment, in my like dramatics, the Holy Ghost was like, that's not peace. Like, this is not creating peace. Clearly, like, you, this is, this is not it. And he's, that's what he spoke. Don't take that as, like, oh, if it's, if, if I have an argument, then that means, no, like, allow the Holy Ghost. You get me? It took the Holy Ghost, and he will lead. Allow the Holy Ghost to lead you. So I was like, purr, okay, purr, like, I'll stop being dramatic. But then my dad was like, but I still want you to go to school. And I told him about the present school that I go to now, and he disagreed. And then I went, ended up going to the school that I hated. I hated the way it looked. I hated everything about it. I hated everyone. I hated the professors. I did trash at school, to be honest. Like, I did worse. Like, I'm a great student. Like, I was cum laude lazily. I was a lazy high school student, even though I did college and high school and AP classes. I just lazily achieved cum laude. So I'm good at school, but because I hated where I was, I just didn't do as well, to be completely honest. And I just hated, hated, hated. I still do. I, I, I still do. I hate this place. I hate this school. It's ghetto. It's awful. Like nobody helps you. The staff is the worst. And I know I was one of them. And I was the, just, ooh, child. Ooh, child. It was just, ooh, the people there. Ooh. 
Mm-mm. So I hated the school. And then, you know, just it ended up going like, I'm just going to apply to SCU. And I did. And my life has been ever since. Do you get me? And it's crazy because I was trying to tell my dad about SCU from the beginning. And it told me that showed me and this job thing right presently I was talking before showed me that whenever I take whenever outside of the things that my parents are very equipped to lead me on. Whenever I order my steps in the leading of where my parents believe is best for me to go in my life and calling and how my life plays out. Right. Even though the Lord is the Lord of my life, it doesn't end really well. But when I take account of where the Holy Ghost is leading me and where he wants me to go and what he wills me to do, it always makes sense. And it always works for my, it's for my benefit, you know, you know, for, cause you know, all things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose, according to his purpose, according to his purpose, not for the purpose of pleasing your parents, not for the purpose of like, you know, like. Oh, well, my parents want me to do this. And this kind of feeds into the last episode of, so your parents oppose God's calling on your life. It absolutely does. It's kind of crazy. Not for the purpose of, you know, like appeasing people in your community. Like, oh, my child does this. Oh, my child, you know, this is what. But everything will work together for the good of those who what? Love God. And you know how the Bible explains loving God is following and obeying and doing his commandments. Reading his word. And obeying his commandments. You know that. And if you don't, you do. Obey. Those that love me, you, you obey him if you love God, right? So, and everything works together for good of those that love God and are called according to his purpose. So when you design your life, when you position your life to be, to say that, to clearly show that you love God and you are called according to his purpose alone, his purpose. Do you get me? You will see all things work together. And I noticed how all things really did work together when I yielded to the Lord and I just went where he, you know, there's that song by like, uh, what is it? I think it's by Overland. Where you go, I go. You know, like when you go where he goes, everything works together. Do you get me? But when I went where my parents go and where they think I should go, everything like fit would hit the shan. Everything. Just awful. So, so I'm at this job, right? Not my passion at all. The, I mean, the guy knows that. Even we talked about it. He's like, this is not what you want to do. It's like a step extent. I was like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, he knows that. So it's just, I just hated it. Like, you know, I thought I would like it. You know, it just wasn't for me. I was messing up things I usually don't mess up. I genuinely like just, it was just tired. Like, and then I go to sleep earlier to like, like, Maybe I'll do better if I get more sleep. And I kind of did, but it's just also, it's just like, this is not what I want to do. I don't want to be trapped in this room. I don't want to, this is not for me. Like, this isn't the career I even desire. This is, this is like, this has absolutely nothing to do with me in my life, like at all. I just, just that feeling again. I remember telling myself when I worked that boo-boo job, those boo-boo jobs, I was like, just the things that I would, I told myself I'm never going to go back to after, while, you know, I realized this after working that like dream-like job nannying, where it really, it really was beautiful. Like it genuinely, first of all, the neighborhood was nice and it literally looked like a vacation. Like it was just amazing. You you get me. So I remember telling myself, I'm never going to work a job where I have to answer phones. I'm never going to work a job where I have to deal with customers. I'm never want to work a job where where um what was it like I can't sit down and I never want to work a job where I can't walk outside and see the outside like that's the worst feeling in the world when you're working and it's like 10 a.m and the weather's people are like the weather's beautiful they come in the store and they say the weather's beautiful and you're like okay girl what you want from me like why are you telling me this I can't go outside and check like I hate that feeling like you know, so I told myself that because I was just like, I just hate it. And I and the thing about me, if I hate something, I will not stay. I will make time to leave. Like my unsatisfaction is just it, I can't stay in it. And I won't if it's like, I don't know. And people will be like, well, maybe God's calling you something. What if he's calling you to that thing? The thing about me, whenever if it's the Lord, if you if you've been with me and you know me, like if it's if I'm doing something where God is calling me to do, like if you if you've been on mission trips with me, 
I'm not the one with bad with the bad attitude. Like I'm not the one that's like, eh, eh. maybe on my first mission trip, I was just like, child, it's hot, child. I'm just gonna sit over here and not talk to nobody. Like, yeah, but I'm not the one with the bad attitude. If it's something that's just, ooh, I'd rather not. Like the way that we had to cross a body of marsh water to get to people's houses to evangelize. You know, I'd rather not. But I wasn't the one like, oh my gosh. I was, you know, I was slipping and laughing. I was, there was a part where I was scared for my life, but you know, I kept it together for me because I had to for me because it's just no point in freaking out. Like, what is this going to do for me? Genuinely. So, but I'm, I'm. If there's something that is, uh, oh, I'm unsatisfied, but it's, if you say, well, what if God's calling you that? That's, I've not, I'm not, it's just different. It's not the same thing. But if God's not even in it, and I'm unsatisfied, why am I there any longer? Like, how am I helping that person? How am I helping me? I'm not. And I remember thinking about this, taking this job, and that first feeling of like, ooh, I regret being here. And I prayed to the, I prayed to God and the Holy Ghost spoke to me. He's like, I never told you to take this job. Oosh. Oh, hecky nah. Are you kidding me? So here I am in a place in my life where God never directed me to even answer. And here's the thing that I actually, this is a big thing because this person called me and they were like, I was praying about, I was praying about somebody joining and I felt like the Holy Ghost said it was you. This is just a word of advice. That's. Don't take that as the voice of God. <laughs> Please don't. And I'm not saying he meant ill. I'm just saying. It's not up to them and like what they feel to, go- to order your life. It's up to God. You still have to take that in prayer. I don't care what people say. There's a story in the Bible about where, the Holy- where God told, spoke to a man of God. He said, go to this city, preach this message, but don't stay. Leave. Do not stay in the city. You have to leave the day that you tell that that message. Okay, like what I have you release to the, to the, uh, the king, I believe. And as he's going, another man of God comes up and he's like, oh my gosh, you should stay. Like I'm doing this. I'm, I'm having food. And he's like, no, I got to go. He was like, no, God told me you have to stay. Let me actually find the story because paraphrasing can only do so much. Oh, my eyeballs. My eyeballs. This phone is so brightly. Okay, turn if everybody take your Bibles. Oh, this is not this is not the. Yes, I love the story. First King chapter 13. Let's do, well, ESV, tell it well. I like ESV, by the way. Uh, I trust, I just haven't read all of it to know how it all reads certain stories. So, NKJV is my go-to for now. Okay. Let me get this story. Oh, okay, verse 11. So, 1 Kings chapter 13, verse 11. This is titled, in this website that i'm using uh death of the man of god Ooh, so spoiler alert he died over definitely over two thousand years ago so verse 11 now an old prophet dwelt in bethel and his sons came and told him all the works that the man of god had done that day in bethel they also told their father the words which he had spoken to the king and their father said to them which way did he go for uh his sons oh my god did i skip Did I skip where God told him, don't stay here, little boy? Did I skip it? Yeah, he gave him a mighty word to the king, King Jeroboam. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Actually, it's not verse 11. It's not verse 11. Okay, so let me paraphrase 13 verse 1. So it was a mighty man of God went to Judah, from Judah to Bethel by the word of the Lord. Okay, and he gave a word to the king. Like, 
<laughs> a sign from the Lord. Okay. And the king didn't like it. And he was like, arrest him. And then like the sign that he literally prophesied was going to happen, happened. And then the king answered and said to the man of God, please entreat the favor of the Lord your God and pray for me that my hand may be restored to me. So the man of God entreated the Lord entreated the Lord and the king's hand was restored to him and became as before. Then the king said to the man of God, come home with me and refresh yourself and I will give you a reward. Verse eight, but the man of God said to the king, if you were to give me half your house, I would not go in with you, nor would I eat bread nor drink water in this place. For so it was commanded me by the word of the Lord saying, you shall not eat bread nor drink water, nor return by the same way you came. Verse 10, so he went another way and did not return by the way he came to Bethel. So this is where we were, verse 11. So, okay, so an old prophet, this is another guy, another guy. An old prophet dwelt in Bethel and his sons came and told him all the works that the man of God had done that day in Bethel. They also told their father the words which he had spoken to the king and their father said to them, which way did he go? For his sons had seen which way the man of God went who came from Judah. Verse 13, then he said to his son, saddle the donkey for me. Saddle, turn on my Ferrari. So they saddled the donkey for him and he rode on it and went after the man of God and found him sitting under an oak tree. Then he said to him, are you the man of God who came from Judah? And he said, I am. First mistake. <laughs> Verse 15. Then he said to him, come home with me and eat bread. And he said, I cannot return with you nor go in with you. Neither can I eat bread nor drink water with you in this place. For I have been told by the word of the Lord, you shall not eat bread, nor drink water there, nor return by going the way you came. 18, he said to him, I too am a prophet as you are. And an angel spoke to me by the word of the Lord saying, bring him back with you to your house that he may eat bread and drink water. Parentheses, he was lying to him. Oh my days. Verse 19, so he went back with, I should have read this story. So he went back with him and ate bread in his house. I should have read the story when I, when I got that call. He went back with him and ate bread in his house and drank water. Ciao. Anti the word of the Lord. Verse 20. Now it happened as, as they sat at the table that the word of the Lord came to the prophet who had brought him back. And he cried out to the man of God who came from Judah saying, thus says the Lord, because you have disobeyed the word of the Lord and have not kept the commandment, which the Lord, your God commanded you, but you came back and ate bread and drank the water in the place of which the Lord said to you, eat no bread and drink no water. Your corpse shall not come to the tomb of your fathers. 23. So it was after he had eaten bread and after he had drunk that he saddled the donkey of the Ferrari for him. The prophet who he had brought back when he was gone, a lion met him on the road and killed him. And his corpse was thrown on the road and the donkey stood by it. The lion also stood by the corpse. And there men passed by and saw the corpse thrown on the road and the lion standing by the corpse. Then they went and told it in the city where the old prophet dwelt. Now, when the prophet who had brought him back from the way heard it, he said, it is the man of God who was disobedient to the word of the Lord. Therefore, the Lord has delivered him to the lion, which has torn and killed him, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke to him. Ooh, the story is long. And guess what? You want to know the outcome of this? Verse 33, after this event, because, you know, he told everybody, the the prophet um this everybody knows at verse 33 after this event jeroboam did not turn from his evil way but again he made priests from every class of people for their high places whoever wished he consecrated him and he became one of the priests of the high places 34 and this was a, the sin of the house of jeroboam jeroboam so as to exterminate and destroy it from the face of the earth. Now, I'm not saying that I'm going to die because I didn't get a word from the Lord saying that's not the way. Want to know why? Because I didn't seek him. That was my mistake. But I cannot depend on the voice of people. And there's a lot of Christians and I, I had to, after this, I had to catch myself because I did this thinking that was like, oh, if somebody comes to mind, like, you know, that's, that's, that's exactly, if I need someone and someone comes to mind, like that is it. But it has to be the Holy Ghost that tells you that you can't you can think of anybody, but you have to know the difference difference between you and the Holy Ghost. Do you get me? Because just to break down the different voices, your flesh will never push you towards the kingdom. 
The devil obviously will never push you towards the kingdom. So he won't speak to you in a way that forwards the kingdom of God. Like go preach the gospel. Like go pray for that person. It won't be you and it won't be the flesh. Most likely it's going to be the spirit. But there's a way where it's like you can think things because you're so Christian and your mind's been renewed that you'll just think Christian thoughts. But even then, if it's not what God is telling you to do, that's not what God's telling you to do. There's a lot of times on mission trips where it's like, especially for me, like I'm just focused on just saying the right things by the Holy Ghost. I just want to be Holy Ghost. And then it's kind of finding that balance of like, you just speak what is good and true. And then you will see the Holy Ghost move. Or it's the balance of, I don't want to speak so much that I, I, I do everything in my ability, in my power, my will, where I think I have the right answers and I don't yield to the Holy Ghost, whatever he wants to do. So I remember like Zambia, especially like, cause you know, the last mission trip, I, I was, I was on fuego, you know, I was on fuego and I don't mean that like, oh, but you know, I'm not going to like, not, not say the truth. But I saw, you know, I was, I loved it. That's why I was like, I could do this all day. Like, because period, I was, I was absolutely yielded to the Holy Ghost. I was, but this one, it was harder because I felt like I knew more, had more head knowledge, but I I just, I wanted just to say things that would impact people, you know? And I just, I guess, I don't know. It's just like, either way you got, God knows how to minister to people. You have to hear his voice. So this trip, I was more towards the end of that trip in Zambia. My flow was, I have to be content with even not saying anything. And if, if God, the Holy Ghost leads the whole team to speak, but me, I have to yield to the Holy Ghost because God knows how to minister to that person best. Nobody needs you to have, you know, I don't have to have, I won't speak forever. I won't have to have the, the right words every single time. Sometimes God wants to use that person as the mouthpiece. Yield to the Holy Ghost and what he wants to do in that moment. So when I yielded, that's when I saw the Holy Ghost give me the words, which is so funny because you just yield. That's the key. Yield to the Holy Ghost. But, and that's, you, that's where you, I would encourage you to learn the voice of the Holy Ghost. And you won't learn unless you go out and act on what you believe you heard from the Holy Ghost. And then you learn as you go. There's, there's really no other way to learn. I don't know what people just want to like hear him as clear as day from day one. It's a relationship. I can't recognize your voice if I've never met you and you call and you're like, how did you not know? How did you not know it was me? But I don't even know your name. It's like, child, you just a background noise. But if I get to know you more and more, I can, I can, I can identify who's walking in my house just by the sound of their walk because I know them so well. And for some reason, the people in my house have these big old dry feet that just slap and scrape against the floor. Like, oh my days, like, why are you doing a handshake with the floor? Like, please pick up your feet and walk. Thank you. Ugh. But that's just, that's just my problem with uh, foot walking, <laughs> just walking on the floors. That's just me. No, but that's the importance of understanding the voice of the Holy Ghost. Because you can think good thoughts, but is the Holy Ghost leading you in that direction? Like, is, will the Holy Ghost sign, is the Holy Ghost okay with that? Pretty much it. Okay, well, I feel like I, I feel like this is the right thing to say. And there's things where God will trust, like, yeah, you, you, you know, you're educated. Speak. Speak, yeah. And there's things where it's like, shut up for a second. You know, like, you, you, it's the constant flow. It's that balance that I also, I had to learn in Zambia of, I have to do what he says. And wherever he's leading, it's, he's leading. And I'm here to minister, be a minister of the gospel. And I have to be led and be obedient. I have to go, 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 go. And that's my responsibility. That's my part. And I just have to trust that God will lead me while I minister, while I'm willing to get me. So I stopped myself because I did that to somebody. I was like, oh, I'm looking for somebody to um, join this. And I thought about you. And I, I just, this is what I, I, I thought about you when I prayed. And the person was like, I feel so bad. And the person was like, um, okay, I guess if the Holy Ghost told you, then I'll do it. But this person didn't even like doing it. So I never pressured that person again. I didn't pressure them. Well, that actually is pressuring in a way. It really is. So forgive me, God, because that is not nice. That's not good. But I was, you know, I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't ask this kid to do like, be a part of this team anymore, like a specific team that I'm, I run. 
I was like, I just didn't give him tasks because I could tell he didn't like it. And I was like, I'm not going to be the person that I know how that feels. Okay. I know how that feels. I'm not going to do this to you any longer. So sorry. My bad. And when I started doing that, he actually wanted to do more. It was interesting. So, so when that person said that, you know, I was praying and I thought about you. I took that as like, oh, this is the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. No, thus not saith the Lord. Because, because, and I would have known that had I taken time to consider. And I fumbled that bag and I screwed that part up. And tomorrow is my last day at this place. And I'm just so happy. You don't get me. Because finally, and just let me tell you. When and I'm making this step of like, there's no job security I have, but already I've been seeing God line things up for me, you know, <laughs> like I'm just like, God, if I could go back to this or if I could do this again, I've noticed I thrived here, but I need to know what's next. And um, God has been lining things up. And, yeah, you know, I told him about that. I prayed about it as early as January. I felt the word of the Lord tell me in the Holy Ghost, like the word of the Lord. I felt the Holy Ghost tell me like. Because I gave him that matter. I was like, listen, I hate this job. You know, it's just not for me, like, honestly speaking. And he was like, he, all he said was transition. There's soon, transition is soon coming to you. And um, I took that word and I took that on as my responsibility to, you know, make sure that happens. And with the Lord, with the Holy Ghost, things have just been working well. Seriously. Like, seriously. I've seen, I started seeing things like, I don't think this flow was stopped because, I don't know. But I'll just say this. Like, I had a balance, and I randomly got it paid off. And I'm not talking about the mission trip balance. I'm talking about, like, a school balance. Do you get me? And I was like, what the age? I was eventually going to pay that off. And a majority of it got paid off. I was like, oh, my days. That's really cool. That was random. (laughs) Hey, yo, praise the Lord. And I'm, and I don't know what, I don't know if it's from fasting. I don't know if it's from, from finally like having my steps, all things working together because I, I've obeyed God and I'm living a life according to his purpose. Like, I don't know what to credit this to, but God and God being good. And I honor God and I cannot take the credit. I cannot, I can't like, you know, like, this is not me. This is God. And I see him everywhere. I see him all over that. And now I'm so grateful that God is so gracious with us while we're learning, right? This life, faith, faith walk. He's so gracious that he still shepherds us. Even if, if we make a wrong turn, he's like, okay, I'm going to help you, child, because you need it, you know? And that's a, a nice, very nice lesson to learn for me. I, it, this, please do not give me this, like, because people will be like, maybe you needed to learn this lesson. Maybe God took you. He really did a, a order your steps his way. So you can, no, he teaches through instruction, not destruction. He can just tell you no. And I would have just known, I would have skipped over this and just been like, cool, you know, and been, and been blessed all down that path. Okay. Like you can just obey God. Like he's, he'll just tell you, don't do it. Not like, I'm going to show you, I'm going to say yes. So you really know don't do it like he's not gonna he's not okay there's barely any time left for jesus to come back why would he waste your time please i beg anyways so that's what i want to really just share really like i'm sure in this life especially if you're young like me like you have a lot of people who mean well that that want to help you or like you know figure out your life for you but if you are a christian And you pray that prayer of salvation, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that and you believe in your heart that God raised him for the dead from the dead after he died on the cross, bearing like bearing the sins of the world, dying so that we may live in him. You pray that prayer, you confess it, you believe it. Then newsflash. Your life is not your own, and Jesus is your Lord. And he has a path that he has designed and authored. God has authored a life he has authored for you. And the only way to see that play out is your obedience to him. Not to... Why is this song coming in my mind? Not my mother, not my father, not my sister, I forgot, I forget. It would really help if I, you know, I knew the words, if I knew what I was saying. But 
not my brother, not my sister, not, you know, like God is your Lord. And I know people mean well, but they are not God. Just, you just have to realize, oh, you're not Jesus though. You mean well, but you don't mean Jesus well. You get me? Like, I know my parents love me, but you're not the Lord of my life. Thank God. (laughs) You know, you're not because though you mean well, I have to walk by faith. That's the only way that I can get to where I'm going. It has to be by faith. You know, this where God is leading me, it maybe won't even make sense to the natural. But I live a life that has spiritual influence and the natural has to obey. Do you get me? Like where God is taking me, it might not make sense to you, but I'm glad because if it made sense to you, I would have to wonder where I'm going. <laughs> Do you get me? You, like, let God lead. That's the importance. Don't, don't just go off of people's, you know, just like, this is what I feel. Because people may mean well, but that could be a testing for you. But, you know, you were giving a specific word to obey. Even if people say, even if it's, a, I don't care if it's like, Chow, Smith, Wigglesworth, Abraham Lincoln comes to you talking about, I feel What did God have to say? Because God is God and no one is God and God's voice matters. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter like who who stands against you. I heard the voice of the Lord and I will walk the way that he told me to go no matter what. No matter what. And I trust that he's got me. I trust that he will take care of me. He's already taking care of me now because he gave me a way that I should walk. And the sheep know his voice because he's always speaking. Let me tell you, God is always speaking. You'll find that the battle is not that, whether he's going to speak or not. It's not even a battle. I think the hardest part, really the hard part that people don't realize is how he's speaking. But be available. Have your ears open. Be in your word. Be about him. You know, people, I can't hear God speak. Are you in your Bible? Because that's his word, his active word. The Bible, Hebrews 4.12 just said, the word of God is alive and quick. The word of God is quick and powerful, alive and powerful. Okay, there he is. And I wish I went to my word. I wish I prayed because maybe I would have ran across this story and I would have been given the wisdom to the answer. You know, I would have been given the way to go. But it really, it really feels, literally, this word is alive. And there is an answer to every single one of your problems. It might not seem like it because it's like it's, it's alive, but it's, you know, it's limited in page count. But babes, it's alive and it will speak and read to you in a way one day that it won't the next day because it's alive. Do you get me? So that's all I want to say. I, I want to pray for you guys. If that's you, if you're like, Kreeza, I need a dad child. I want to pray that you would be so open and tender towards the voice of the Holy Ghost. I pray that you would trust in him more. I pray that God will soften the hearts of those who mean well in your life, but they're just not co-signing on like what God has for you, or they're not leading you in the direction that God specifically laid out for you. I pray that you give vision. I pray that you have eyes to see, and I pray that your confidence will grow. Father God, if they're, if they're expecting provision, I pray that they would see provision beforehand to ensure and encourage them that they can trust you, that you are the way to go. You are the way to go. And there is goodness in the path of obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. It absolutely is. There's blessings all down that path for the righteous. Father, I pray that you keep them righteous. I pray that they remain righteous and their heart turn towards you. And whatever they feel that they have to sacrifice to obey you, I pray that it shows it'll all work out for their good. Uh, you know, I pray that their parents are like relieved and or like whoever in their life is, you know, being that person. I pray that they learn, they, they learn, oh, oh, wow. Like, God, you really are taking care of my child. You really are taking care of so and such. Like, you, you do got this. You do got this. And I believe that this area of their life, this battle or this topic, whatever it is, it'll get easier and easier as they learn and truly trust and build a confidence like no other that you are the shepherd. You will not lead us to destruction, but you lead us in glory to glory, in victory to victory, and in strength to strength all the days of our lives. 
So we thank you, God, and we honor you. We love you, God, in the name of Jesus. If you're listening to this and you haven't given your life to given your life to the Lord, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. I repent. I believe Jesus is the Lord. I believe, God, you raised him from the dead because he died for my sins. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord, and I receive him now today as my Lord and Savior. Help me in my walk in faith. May your words continually stay alive to me and attract me to it. I honor you in the name of Jesus. Amen. And if you don't know what step is next, maybe you return to the Lord, get back in church, get under good leadership, get under some type of discipling, mentorship, whatever it is, and find a good church if, you, if you're new or whatever. You know, what's a good church? A church that believes the whole thing, that believes the whole Bible, that acts in the Bible. They, they do what the Bible commands them to do. They are. You know, they have miracles and healings and, and there's powerful services. Hopefully there's a worship band that can actually sing. Okay. Sometimes it's few and far in between nowadays. That's not true. That's not true. You know, like go to a church that's powerful and you see there is reverence. They honor the word of God. Truly honor the word of God. And you know, any church that's open, it pretty much not any church, but after this pandorama, where a lot of people shut down and haven't been able to open. I, I think that there's a, there's a good, there was a good amount of sifting. I'll say that. That's uh, really helped in narrowing down what's a good church. So I'll pray that, I pray that God will guide you in that you know, region of your life. I know a girl who was looking for a church. And in my church, our logo is a leaf. And she was in our church's parking lot. And a leaf, she was like, oh, you know, like, if this is the church for me, show me a sign. And, and a leaf blew. And it led her to our church. And then she was, from her first year, within her first year, she went on a mission trip. And it wasn't like a baby mission trip. It was like the bush. So, and God has been good ever since. So, not ever since, but like that day was like a landmark for her, for sure, for sure. So anyways, I bless you in that regards. God bless you. Good night, but guys. Bye-bye.